there's enough God in my talk. And I, I was really worried, like it's all brain science, like, okay, I'm talking to a bunch of Christian women, you know. And I got these three scriptures. Psalm, uh, let's see, so what is it? I wrote it down. Psalm, this was two nights ago. Psalm 139, 13 and 14. For you formed me in my inward, inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So, I mean, that's the one thing that underlies what I'm going to talk about today. The second one was Proverbs 4.23. So, above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to, well, to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So, that's also what I'm going to talk about is our thoughts and our feelings. That is in our, that's what's in our heart that we need to be guarding. And Kelly's been talking about all this. So some of this is going to be a repeat, but hopefully maybe you'll hear something new yes. in a different way. The third scripture he gave me was Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians 2.10. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. So I was like, okay, God, I'm good to go. You gave me these three scriptures, so I know you're with me and I'm, I'm going to be able to to talk so this morning i woke up and he gave me another one i'm like okay god we're gonna do this huh? we're gonna change everything it was romans 5 5 and it goes along with the the uh, scripture Jan or the word janelle had for us and it says and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of god cascading into our hearts through the holy spirit who lives in us that, that kind of turned everything around for me. It's like, wow, I don't think I've ever read that scripture. That was in the Passion. But, like, that was so exciting to me because it really did say, you know, and when I heard Janelle say that, I was like, okay, God's going to be with me. Yes. You know, hello. And so, I, you know, like, sometimes I wonder, is he going to really show up this time? But he always does. Yes. Can you all see this? I don't know if you can or not. But, um... There's a lot of glare up there, I, I noticed. Oh, really? From where so, I was sitting. So if I do this, it's terrible? Okay. Can y'all see that? Well, Kelly's been talking about the left brain and the right brain, so I thought I'd write down what the left brain and right brain is. The left brain is our thinking brain, and it is analytical, linear, verbal, concrete, and goal-oriented. The right brain is our emotional, our feeling brain. And it's emotional, nonverbal, playful, symbolic, and physical. Unfortunately, those two parts of the brain cannot communicate with each other. Because one's feeling and doesn't have words, and the other's thinking and only has words. Yeah. So, as I was reading about whole brain, this is a simplification too, by the way. This is an oversimplification. But... Um, because I'm a science nerd, but I don't really understand it totally either. But so when they were talking about whole brain, I started thinking like that's a lot of the qualities of the Holy Spirit. Put it against the movie. That the Holy Spirit is intuition, imagination, and creativity. I know the Holy Spirit's a lot of other things, and Kelly will correct me on this. But, so but the translator between the two is the body and the imagination. 
the translator and synthesizer between the left brain and the right brain is the body and the imagination. So that's why the Lego thing, the translator and synthesizer between the left brain and the, one of, there are others, but one of the translators and synthesizers is the body and imagination. That's why the Lego thing was so cool. The Lego thing was so cool because we were using our body to manipulate these Legos and we were using our imaginations. And so that kind of gets us out of this left brain analyzing because really the answer is not in the left brain. The left brain can carry out the visionary of the right brain, but it can't really, the left brain doesn't solve problems. So you really have to get the two communicating. Okay, so. I've totally gone off the rails with what I planned to say because of that scripture that I got. But, um, so we will be going back to this. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself because about five years ago, I had started coming here like maybe six or seven years ago, but I was really burned out with my career. I was, you know, helping people and, you know, helping people. And it was totally exhausting because, you know, I was helping people. And, and so I had, I had a lot going on in my family. My parents were dying. They had dementia and Alzheimer's and uh, Parkinson's. And there was discord with my siblings. And my children were, you know, not doing what I wanted them to do. And so I fell and broke my leg. And I could not, oh, I was also turning 60. So I was like, why did I fall? I, I was exercising, working out, doing yoga. I was like misbalanced, you know. I, and then I just fell and broke my leg and it was very traumatic. I had two broken bones, I had to have surgery. And so, you know, I was just asking God like, why did this happen? And I know we're not supposed to do that, but it was more in like a meditation way. Like I knew there was a lesson for me. And so I heard in meditation that I had been telling myself for months, I can't stand this. Mm. Well, what happened? I did not stand. I fell. Yeah. And I had been, so I had thought that was new age stuff. And I never did pay attention to that because I just thought that was hokey pokey that, you know, what our thoughts create our reality. You know, that's not true. But I was like, okay, it must be true because something must be true about this. As a Christian, I really wanted to know. And so I, um, I started searching for the answer of what, maybe this, there's something here to this that I could help people and help myself. And um, so, you know, and I was depressed afterwards, which is kind of normal after my surgery. I had anxiety, I was depressed. And something I learned was that what I was telling myself and the feelings I had were mirroring an old wound from childhood. And, and I won't go into that, but it was an old wound from childhood where I felt I couldn't stand it in my childhood. And um, that had not totally been healed despite the fact that I'd had a lot of therapy and done a lot of therapy, but it hadn't been healed because God wanted me to learn this stuff. So I started learning a new way of doing therapy and I got super excited because it was like, you're really not needed. The therapist is not that needed. 
and the people have their own healing power inside of them and all I have to do is help them tap into it. That was extremely exciting and once I started learning how to do this, I don't feel burned out anymore because it's not me. I'm not helping people. I'm just helping them help themselves. Okay. I'm just gonna fix your mic, babe. Thank you. You know, I got so much love in here today. I was really nervous, like, oh my God, what if I flub up? What if I can't talk? What if I, and there's so much love that, and I was worrying about giving to everybody else, but everybody was giving to me. And isn't that how God works? Like, you know, yeah. So uh, when I found REM, which is what I do, it's called Regenerating Images and Memory. And it is kind of a science of Sozo. It's the same, it's very similar to what Deborah does with Sozo and heart to heart because it uses the same concepts only I like what Deborah does better. I like what you do. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll explain why they work in a minute. But first I think we need to be able to tell the difference between thoughts and feelings. And so, you know, I think as Christians we have been told that feelings aren't important. But actually, okay, so I'm tied up here. Can y'all just put some of the tables and I'll pass this out? There's this and there's this. Oh, we got visual aids. I know. I, Dang. I overdid it. <laughs> I just about drove myself crazy. But, but then when I got here, I was like, why was I doing that? You know? Anyway. Okay. So, so... As Christians, I think we've kind of gotten the message that feelings are not important. So feelings are, are important. They should not run our lives. But we, if we don't know what we're feeling, for instance, when I was going through that before I fell, I was angry. But I spiritualized my anger because you're not supposed to be angry. I was very disappointed. Well, you're not supposed to be disappointed. And Deborah talked about that so beautifully. And I was sad and hurt and I had all these feelings going on but I stuffed them down I was not dealing with any of my feelings but we need to be able to know the difference a lot of people I work with confuse their thoughts with their feelings so do y'all know how to tell the difference between thoughts and feelings well our feelings are in our body and that's one of the synthesizers between the right and the left brain and our thoughts are in our heads so that's one thing. But what I'm passing out is a handout that tells us, like for instance, where do you feel pain in your body? When you're sad, where do you feel it? In your heart, yeah, you feel it in your heart. But sometimes people will tell me it's in my head. That's when I know they're probably not sad because our heads lie to us all the time. But our bodies never lie to us. Our body, one time I was going to bed and I was telling myself, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed. So then I was like, well, where do I feel it in my body? Do I feel it in like sadness? And it was like, no, I don't feel anything in my body. So it was like a habit. It wasn't a feeling, it wasn't really depression. It was just a lie I was telling myself. I don't know, I made 35, so I don't know if we have enough or not, but, but if we don't share. So that one handout tells us where the feelings are in the body, my own feelings, and carried feeling. I'm not going to go that much into it, but all of us in here are very empathic. So we're probably picking up other people's feelings and carrying those feelings. That is very important too. Like 
wait a minute, I wasn't feeling sad when I got here. I sat next to my friend Mary, whose dog died, and I started feeling sad. Okay, I must have taken on some of her sadness. And, and I feel like we have the grace to feel our own feelings, but we don't have the grace to feel other people's feelings. That's true. Because our feelings are gifts. They help us take care of ourselves. They're not, we're not supposed to take them off of other people. But as Christians, we're very empathic, and so we want to love people and care for people, but taking on their feelings. Like, if I try to take on someone's pain, they're not going to have the motivation to change because that's one of, the, one of the gifts of pain. If I take on somebody's fear, well, maybe they're going to go walk into a pole or something because our fear is also a gift. Now, I'm going to go into sometimes when, it, when it's not a gift. Okay, let's see. Did I cover everything there? Um, so we need to be able to express our feelings. I know this as a counselor, but I was not expressing my feelings because I was so overwhelmed with what was going on at that time in my life. I probably was just going into my survival mode, which as a child was, I, God gave me this vision today. So you can do REM on yourself. This is one thing that's fantastic because it depends on the Holy Spirit. And so I did some rim on myself, and God brought me back to a memory of first grade. Well, I was a very precocious child, so it's like my mother just took me to first grade and dropped me off. But I was really scared. But I didn't tell her. I didn't ask, you know, I didn't know to, I didn't tell her because it wouldn't have done any good. But, so that is kind of like my feelings. I was taught that feelings aren't important. You just keep marching. You just keep doing it. But I did call last night and ask for prayer because I've learned I can ask for help. I can say I'm scared. And just getting it out of our body and our brains and expressing it in some way is what we're supposed to do. Then they can dissolve. But if we stuff them down, they don't dissolve. Okay. Y'all have, okay, so that's the feelings handout. The next handout is how we create our reality. And that is data comes in through our senses whether something we see, hear, taste, touch, or feel. Data comes in, and then, based on my history and my filter, I make up stuff about that data. So I see Mary, and she comes in, and she goes like this, and I decide that she doesn't like the way I look. Really, Mary just got eye surgery, and she can't focus. But I decided she doesn't like the way I look. And though I start feeling scared and mad and sad. And so I have now created my reality. I have now adrenalized myself. And it wasn't based on truth. So the way we can deconstruct this is by going into our bodies and saying, you know, like, well, what am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling sad. Okay, well, what caused, what, what, what happened? What did I see, taste, touch, or feel? What data came in that I started feeling sad? Well, I, I saw Mary, and she didn't like the way I looked. Well, I can either, then I can say, well, now, is that true? Because some of these thoughts are very fast and subtle. Yes. Yeah. I don't even catch my thoughts. When I had that fall, I didn't even know I was telling myself I can't stand it. I pray every day. I have a quiet time every day. I put the word in me every day. But underneath there, there was this stuff going on. So if I had been paying attention to my body and my feelings, I could have attended to that a little better. But I wasn't. And I mean, also, now I know to ask the Holy Spirit. Like this scripture, 
um, that he is revealing. <laughs> he is revealing and exploring all the time. So I know the Holy Spirit can help me if I take the time. If I take the time. But my body can also help me because that's the synthesizer. And the body never lies. The head lies. Wow. Our head lies. The body doesn't lie. The head lies. Like if I'm feeling it in my gut, okay, probably it's carried something. The only thing I should be feeling in my gut that's my own feeling is guilt. That should not be like big butterflies. That should be like a little gnawing sensation that, okay, I did something against my value system and I need to go straighten something up. And then it goes away. If I've got a big knot in my gut, I am probably carrying somebody else's junk. Which, being a counselor and being a Christian, that makes me super susceptible to that. Kelly and I talked about that. So that's really good to know. If it's in my gut, it's usually carried stuff. Shame, carried shame a lot of times is in my gut. Okay, so how we create a reality. But okay, this is all, what I'm talking about right now is all, which part of the brain? Left brain or right brain? It's mostly left brain because I'm giving you information. But there's some right brain because we're going into our body. So there's a dip into the right brain. Um, okay, so then Suzanne and I were talking, and I told her I was going to talk about, where are you, Suzanne? There you are. That I was going to talk about how our thoughts create our feelings. And she goes, well, what about, and Kelly mentioned this too, what about when you have feelings like anxiety or something and no thought created it? And I was like, well, that can't be true because our thoughts create our feelings. That's what I teach people. That has to be true. But no, that's not true. That's not always true because feelings can get stuck when we have a event that creates intense emotions. Feelings can get stuck if we are not processing those. Unprocessed emotions from a painful event can cause stuck stuff. Also, Kelly talked about this, that we can get our brains on a fast track. Y'all remember her talking about the fast track? Yes. Okay, so that's, that's the other thing. So though when I had that fall, I had been adrenalizing myself for months. I had been in fight, flight, fight and flight, and I my brain had been creating cortisol, and I'd been pumping myself up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that thought I can't stand it was doing, chemical wise, yeah, to my body? Wow. It was very toxic. It was making me in fear. Yeah. It was creating uh, creating cortisol. Okay, I have another hand down. Yes. You said that after surgery, you know, some anxiety, depression, Yeah. Do you think that's after I think it's common. Surgery to I think first of all the drugs, drugs. which you talked right. about. Okay, for sure. And are we adrenalizing our bodies, you think? Well, I think it puts us into fight and flight. Yeah. Definitely puts us into fight and flight. Yeah. Well, I'm a mess and I've lost all my cards. So You're amazing. The best laid plans. Okay. I'm going to talk about that. 
It's uh, Romans 5 5. That was the one that, like, oh my gosh. God loves us so much. So I'll talk about the scriptures too. Because God loves us so much and we are so wonderfully made. When I started learning about REM, I started seeing how we have this emotional self healing capacity. We have an emotional operating system, all of us, that wants to be healed. And we were wonderfully made. I mean, the brain science that's coming out now is so amazing that our brains are plastic. We can change. We can rewire our brain. We can redo painful emotions and painful events. That's what I learned. And that that, that final scripture, Romans 5, 5, that God gave me is, yeah, the Holy Spirit's searching and he's helping but 5-5 five, five is he loves us so much. He's pouring that love into us all the time so we can get free. That's what I learned. I don't have to help people. God is doing it. And the more I step back and let that emotional operating system work with people, and, you know, I got to say, even people that aren't Christian, I'll tell them to get in touch with their spiritual resource. They can say it's an owl. I don't know, an yeah. angel, an owl. And it works. So, and also, a lot of people that say, I, I don't know, I don't know about God or Jesus, but I believe in God or whatever. They'll come back and they'll start being open to Jesus. I haven't had said a word. I haven't tried to help them. It's just this healing that's happened that's created an opening. I don't know. Kelly can explain this. I'm not a, you know. But, but I've just noticed that that is what happens with a lot. Like these people that were saying they don't believe in God. Two weeks later, they'll say, well, God told me so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, that is just amazing. Okay, so you got the handouts. All right. So Kelly, he's been talking to us about this. But to recap, your brain and nervous system are not good at distinguishing between emotional threats and physical threats. If we have a physical threat, emotional threat, like I got in a fight with my husband. Some, sometimes our brain will, will start thinking we're being chased by a tiger because that is the emotional brain, which is the reptilian, or no, mammalian brain, paleo-mammalian. It's a very old part of the brain. And its job is to help us survive. So um, let's see. So Kelly also mentioned when neurons fire together, they wire together. This is very important because what this means is what my brain is used to doing it gets in a default mode, and that's the fast track. As a child, I had a lot of unsafety, so my brain already got used to going into an untrack, a fast track of feeling afraid and unsafe. But if we get used to feeling loved, like this morning, you know, I felt so loved, and if we allow our brains to get used to that, we can develop that as a default mode because yeah. we really are wired for love. We are wired for love. We're wonderfully made and we're wired for love. That everything in our being, what I've seen since doing REM is everything in our being is trying to heal us and wire us for love. It's almost, it's really hard, hard, hard to keep going in the wrong direction because everything is going in our direction, in God's direction. And that's what doing this work has taught me. Uh, so the fast track, fight, flight can become our default mode and our brain is putting out cortisol in that mode to so we can run which soldiers need that in the freeze and submit mode some animals need that they need to hide and so the brain puts out acetylcholine which puts us kind of in a you know off mode um okay so in this one 
you can see on this one, so it says a traumatic event happens and we're really supposed to go up and down with our feelings. I mean, that happens like the surgery and everything. You go up and down, but then they level off and feelings can be talked about. The optimal zone is feelings are talked about, felt, and tolerated. But if I stuff them down like I did, because I didn't want to tolerate, I was too much, it was too much, couldn't tolerate it. Then that's when they get stuck and we get stuck on on or stuck on off. So I got stuck on on. Really, it's our brain's way of protecting us, but it doesn't always work. Okay. Well, yeah, because you think about it, it's hormonal. And these are hormones, cortisol and acetylcholine. So it's all the hormone system. So if you think about the leg, the Lego X, so you know, so our spirit is greater than our mind. This is what I learned in REM is like, okay, I've been relying on the mind. I've been thinking I'm a therapist and we just treat the mind. You know, I mean, I always use spiritual stuff in my healing because I'm a recovery therapist also. So I mean, I always bring the spiritual in, but I didn't realize like that's what we got to tap into every time. And so when we tap into that. Um, so REM is like Sozo and other things and because it uses the brain imagination it has eyes closed which puts us into right brain out of left brain into right brain and so it uses all those things of the Holy Spirit it taps us into the Holy Spirit and I mean really I didn't even know all this completely I knew it but I didn't know it know until I got ready to do this talk it's like God has just been downloading this on me for days and I've driven myself insane, but. <laughs> so if you think about the Lego exercise, like, yeah. Sorry. Whenever you close your eyes, does it take you out of left brain to right brain? Well, I don't know, but when you're in that mode, it does so take you. So when you're trying in a session? Yeah, in a session, okay, okay. it takes you in the right brain. Okay. That one I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. I thought that Lego exercise was super amazing because it was whole brain learning and it was all there, imagination, curiosity, the body and prayer. That was what we do in Sozo and heart to heart and REM. And to me, that's the secret formula for unsticking um, emotional stuff. If it's a trauma though, we have got to go to the root. So, you know, just changing my thoughts doesn't always work because I have so much time in that fast track and so, you know so like today when God brought me back to that early memory of going to first grade where it was just bye bye and I was scared but I wasn't allowed to have emotion and I was kind of doing that to myself about doing the talk like just get in there and do it just gut it out yeah. until God told me like have fun this is supposed to be fun these are your friends these are people that care about you but that was changing my brain and all these little stuff so the other thing is that brain is point that brain science is pointing out is our brains are neuroplastic. We can change at any time. We're never too old to change our brains. Yeah. To me, that's very exciting. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much trauma you've had, your brain can change. Yeah. That fast track can change immediately. That Lego ex exercise. So I did this thought structure that I've been working on about a person in my life that I was like, the thought is kind of like, I'm gonna always be tortured with this in my life. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an adrenalizing thought. 
but and it took a while to get to that thought like okay that was very deep it wasn't conscious because these things are unconscious that's the other thing right. yeah these thoughts are not conscious so that's why they're so hard to get to if we go into right brain we can get to them our whole brain or the holy spirit whatever you want to call it but if we it's the holy spirit reveals to us we also have to be in right brain if we stay in that left brain figuring it's not going to happen because it's inflexible it's very inflexible so i started building this thing where i was trapped in this and then i looked and it was like this other the whole one third three walls were around me but there was another side that didn't have any walls so then i saw a door and i put the door and i got the door is jesus so then I saw the I saw the new thought structure, which I realized, well, that's a lot higher than I thought it was. And this trap that I thought it was in is a lot lower. Well, that would have never come from my left brain, no matter what. We could have spent all day, and, I, and you could have told me that, and it would not have gone in. But in my right brain, doing it that way was immediate, those images. And that's what God works with us. The creativity is he brings these images to us in rim. When I step back and let the client, and I say, what did, what did God tell you? Oh, I saw a bird, and the bird is, you know, it's like they see God gives them things. Something that I would have never gotten in my previous therapy life when I was helping people. You know, it, it, I could have never gotten stuff like that. Okay, so thoughts are magnetic. All right, that is a very new age concept, but which I didn't like. But what I realized is, our thoughts are powerful and become reality, but it's not the, really the content of our thoughts. Because if I say, I win a million dollars, I win a million dollars, nothing happens. I didn't win a million dollars. It didn't work. But if I say, I can't stand it, that worked. Why? Because it was charged with so much emotion, yeah. which is why gratitude works. Yeah. Yes. When I change my thoughts, because my mind, since a little girl, I can go into self-pity. I have to catch that and start using gratitude and I can change it really fast by using gratitude if I can get my mind on that track. It immediately changed my, changes my feelings and I stop adrenalizing myself because my brain is used to going to that fast track. It used to be, but it's gotten a lot better. Um, so my thoughts of I can't stand it had been charged with intense emotion. Plus there was an unhealed root that needed attention and it was like this is how wonderfully we're made there is such a thing as trauma repetition and that's what we call it in trauma therapy that we keep repeating the same thing over and over like okay is this just not fair like god is not fair or what no it's how we're wonderfully made it's trying to get our attention so we can heal it and uh, they did a study with like 30,000 people, a Kaiser study, it was called the ACE study, Adverse Child Experiences or something. Yes. And what they showed was the higher your score was for adverse childhood experiences, the more likely you were to have these different bad experiences as adults. And so be sick. Be sick, yeah, cancer, depression, all that stuff. And so, well, my score is pretty high on that, but I'm a walking miracle. And one thing is I was saved when I was 16 at a Billy Graham crusade. That's what saved me. I, nobody was a Christian. My family was half Jewish and half, it was a, just a total mess. And so, but I began seeking and I learned about the gospels and I particularly started studying healing. I became fascinated with Jesus's healing miracles. And that's, I realized Jesus can heal us. Mm -hmm. 
when I was like 18 and I started seeking God's healing because I had a terrible anxiety disorder. So, I mean, that was one way without my knowing it, God started rewiring my brain yep. that I heal. All you have to do is turn to me. I mean, I knew I wasn't gonna make it by myself at 16. So I have always had God's help because I needed, I was desperate for it. And I still stay that way. You know, I stay they're pretty desperate for God's help. Um, so let's see what else. So the neuroscience reveals that the brain is plastic and can update and erase previous learning. So like that's incredible to me. I mean, I am a kind of a science geek, but that is incredible that our, this changed my, this rocked my world. Like I don't have to help people because their brains are doing it for them. I just have to get out of the way and let God do his work. And we don't really need counseling that much. I mean, sometimes we do to get to a root if we can't get to it by ourselves. But this process in Sozo 2 kind of teaches you how to go inside and do it yourself, like I yes. did for myself this morning. And uh, we're going to have a chance to do that. This morning, like you were reminded of first grade, Yeah. But then there's something else I did. We're going to do that today that, that helped. I was reminded of that, but there's a healing part of that, too, that happened. Um, so the best way to find the root is also through the body. So I wanted to share with you just a little. This girl, I called her last night to get permission. She was abducted and raped. And she said she, she got a divorce recently, and she, she started dating. And she's like, I'm just going to keep dating the same person. I need to heal this, but I can't heal it because I can't feel anything. I feel nothing about that rape, and you can't get me to feel anything. And I said, well, that's okay, just close your eyes. And I said, go into your body. When you think I can't feel anything, where do you feel that in your body? So I didn't say, what are you feeling? I said, where do you feel that in your body? She said, in my chest. Well, that's fear. But I didn't say that's fear, I just said, okay. So we did a rim session. Well, in the rim session, Jesus drugged the guy. So then in her imagination, Jesus drugged the guy. So we reworked the, we didn't, Jesus did. Reworked the whole incident. Jesus drugged the guy. I mean, I wouldn't have come by. I don't, does Jesus really drug people? I'm thinking, no, but I just let it go. Whatever Jesus is doing, that's what Jesus is doing. Maybe, maybe he would do that with a sociopathic killer. I don't know. And so, so I don't judge what they're seeing. I don't make a comment. And so Jesus drugged the guy, and then she got up and kicked him. And then she was able to leave the room. And so I called her last night, and, and then we did a little bit more with it. But that came from her. I mean, that's what Jesus did for her. I don't know if Jesus would drug anybody or not. I don't judge it. So I called her last night, and she's doing so much better. She remembered it. She was she remembered the whole, because I said, what did we do in the session, and how did it work out? She goes, we did this. And then she, remember, Jesus drugged the guy. And, you know, it's like, oh. So I'm going to share that with the group, but whatever. So she is doing better. She's dating. She said, I have so much to share with you about what's happened. Well, that all came from her. And she is, that this girl is a born-again Christian. So so we can search the body where the magnetic emotional events are buried because they send out sensory messages. And they organically diffuse when uncovered and reworked using the imagination. So remember last time when Kay, Kelly told us that play is the fastest way to learn something? It's like how many times faster? 400 times? I don't remember. Versus 20. So... This kind of therapy is more like play for me. I'm just sitting back watching what God's doing. It's really play for me. What? Yeah. And it really is amazing. I mean, this changed, this rocked my world and changed everything. 
And so uh, that's why I'm so excited to share this with you, but I had to get my ego out of the way. But because I wanted to tell you all everything, and then I realized I was like a little too much. Okay, so we're going to play a little bit with imagination. So you can see how it works because virtual reality is imagination and virtual reality, our bodies and our brains don't know the difference between reality and virtual reality. That's why Sozo works. Like you're having Jesus, you're having Jesus talk to them. It's in their imagination. Okay, where am I? Let's see. So close your eyes and just imagine, close your eyes and imagine what it's like, what it was like to be in love. To be in love. Have ever, has everybody here been in love before? If not, we can do something else. But but just ima- we'll do the second one too. Just imagine when you fell in love. That feeling when you first met, and they're gonna call you, and you have your dates, and you talk all night, and you have so much in common. Has everybody got it? Everybody got that feeling? Where do you feel it in your body? Are you feeling it in your body? Yeah, like that excitement in the heart and yeah, the nervous and all that. So you're not really in love that first time right now, but your body is reacting because of the virtual reality. That's how this works. Our brains can't, that's why those virtual reality glasses work and that's how this works. So another way you can do it is close your eyes and imagine you have picked a ripe, fresh lemon, bright yellow and you're gonna get a very sharp knife and cut into that juicy, yellow, fresh lemon. What are you noticing in your body? Your salivary glands are, yeah. And that's just two seconds. That is how strong our imagination and virtual reality and it's attached to our body. The body and imagination get the right and left brain communicating. So that gets the trauma out of the right brain and the left brain. Okay, where am I? All right, we're gonna do a group room experience. Okay, so are y'all ready? All right, so just, you're gonna have your eyes closed because that gets us out of the left brain into the right brain. So if you would, you don't have to close your eyes if you're not comfortable. You can even, I've had people say, I can't close my eyes and they can do it with their eyes open and that's, it works just as well. I don't know how, but it's not me helping people. That's that's what I do now. So settle into a relaxed physical and mental state. And just focus on your breathing. And imagine each breath coming in through the crown of your head and exhaling through the palms of your hands. And again, take a deep breath in through the top of your head and out through the soles of your feet. And just take a few more breaths until you feel a greater relaxation in your body. And as your attention drops down into your belly, ask your imagination for a number. Receive whatever pops into your awareness first, letting go of any desire to edit. 
Just remember, this is a creative activity and not a thinking one. So when you, if, is there anybody that doesn't have a number? Raise your hand if you don't have a number. Okay. Your imagination now brings up an image of yourself at this age. Notice all the details of this specific image, like what you're wearing, the length of your hair, how you're feeling, what's going on around you. And now look into the eyes of this self and just become aware of what emotion is present. Imagine being the age of the you your imagination has brought up. Going inside that little, that being and looking out of those eyes, call in Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit to be with you. And if you need more spiritual help to feel safe, call in more spiritual help. So is, there, is anybody not feeling safe? Good. Still looking from these younger or old, older eyes, notice that God is creating an indestructible protective energy field around you. Notice its color and its quality. feeling safe, an image or a name of who you need to speak to pops into your mind. And God also shows up for this person. So feeling that everyone is safe, express in your mind's eye what you want to say and do while God protects and assists you. Take whatever time you need or want to completely speak what wants to be expressed and do whatever wants to do, whatever you want to do in safety. So I'm gonna give you all some time and just raise your hand if, when you feel it's complete. Take all the time you need though. We got plenty of time.
notice how you feel after it's done. Does anybody need more time? Raise your hand if you need more time. Okay, so God is going to now show you, he's gonna put up a magical movie screen and he's gonna show it, show you a movie of how you're going to be different in the next month now that this memory's been changed. <laughs> you notice how you look, sound, walk and talk differently. After watching the movie, make any desired changes by rewinding and asking God to create a revised edition, which magically incorporates these changes. And as you receive the future movie, rewind it, jump into character, and live it seven times. how you're feeling now and a word of how you're feeling now is just going to pop into your head and as you find this new feeling in your body notice the color and the texture now move your attention into the color and immerse yourself in it spread it and feel it spread throughout your whole body when you're ready you'll know that it's totally integrated. Your subconscious mind knows exactly what to do with it. You don't have to strive because God's in there working, loving us. And you can open your eyes so I'll know you're present. So that was like six minutes. So how was that for y'all? It's powerful, like six minutes. You don't need a therapist. <laughs> you can do it yourself. A lot of this stuff you can do yourself. Okay, I have one more handout. This is like a little worksheet that y'all can take with you to how I create my reality. And there's a couple, I just have a few of these, but why imagination is more important than knowledge. If somebody wants to look at that, take one of these. I've got like six of those. Do y'all have any questions? I know Kelly's going to say something. Well, it's like the Lego. It gives your brain more to anchor it. It's creative and it's a 3D kind of effect, so it, it makes it easier to anchor into your subconscious mind. It has form. Uh, feelings, when we give them form, become much more manageable. But they also, when we give them form, for the good ones, they anchor, they, they get more anchored. Y'all, anybody else have any questions? Was it, is everybody okay? <laughs> okay. I knew I didn't have to ask if you were okay because I know God's there and you are okay. But somebody was looking at you and I was like, I better check on her because they won't think I'm doing my job. But I really knew you were okay. Would anybody like to share their experience? Sure. <laughs>
so amazing. Thank you so much. So, I mean, when I, so I have totally different experiences there than I did um, in the last one that you did for me, but I, I'm not kidding. It was really one of them, and I've had a lot of prayer ministry, and it was actually one of the most powerful healing encounters, and it was so necessary, but it was interesting because the first thing, and I'd forgotten it, Stephanie, until you started talking about it. I remember when you first asked me, I felt it in my gut. And then because we're friends or anything anymore, we start talking, you're like, okay, I usually wouldn't do this, but so you started talking to me about this a little bit. And then it was, I was carrying, it was carried shame from somebody else. And so then I had to go down and anyway, it just was this, it was so enlightening to me and our bodies are so amazing. And God has wired us in such a way where he wants us to be able to, within ourselves, and even like Stephanie said, I think it's so important for us to be able to, when I'm having my alone time with God, I can do this, you know? I can ask him and I can learn how to, and I know that I'm sure that this is a lot and, and we might want to make some extra copies of those. If I can, if I can get one, make sure that I get a copy of everything, I will make some extras and bring them next week so that those of you who do not get to take one home have one. So I think it's awesome. Stephanie is so good. So good. That was definitely God. When I was able to leave my ego over there, well, you know. Yeah. Exactly right.